Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Billy Jones, the author of Everyday Folks Books and as well, the creator of Everyday Folks Radio. And it is a beautiful day, Sunday, here in Miami, where I live, Valentine's Day, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to all my listeners and to all of you out there who are spending time with that significant other or loved one. I hope the day is going well. Today's opportunity to speak to you is just that. Every week as I prepare for conversations for Everyday Folks Radio, it makes me appreciate, A, the love that people are pouring out to me as this work unfolds. Everyday Folks Books has been around for 12 years, and the great work that we are doing, that I'm doing, it reflects the people who impact, inspire me, and teach me to be a better individual. And so I thank you so much for all of your emails, all of your love and support as, we, as I continue to grow this credible work. As well, this new platform of Everyday Folks Radio is an opportunity for me to speak to the ordinary yet extraordinary individuals in America who are not on the covers of magazines, who are not seen daily on the television. Some of them are unsung heroes, while others are just everyday individuals trying to make things work and to live their lives here in America. And so I dedicate this segment to all of you who continue to support the effort and the cause for humanity. Today's guest is someone very, very special to me, and I'm going to read the little bio that I I placed online for those of you who've been keeping up with the promos of Everyday Folks Radio. I'm interviewing a man who not only embodies the understanding of life philosophies, art expression, but also the understanding of community building and what it means to start at home with what you have to make a difference in society where, where you're going and using your talents and resources in order to create that, that, that bridge, it takes a special person who is very confident and very true in himself or herself. And so today, I am very privileged to introduce to you Kareem Fletcher, artist extraordinaire here in Miami, Florida. Kareem and I have met, met about a decade ago and every time I turn the corner, this young man is just unfolding and exploring not only his artistic expression, pushing it to another boundary, but also never taking time, uh, missing the time rather, to do well and do good things in our society. And so I want to read this. It says, Kareem is a Miami-based artist with the creative talent for not only channeling his medium of artistic impression, but also using art as a vehicle for effectuating change in the community and throughout the world. And I'm I close by with this true statement, which is this is an interview you don't want to miss because not only is he a great artist and and an amazing advocate for the community, he's a terrific speaker and motivator. And ladies and gentlemen, I am pleased to announce the one and only Kareem Fletcher. Kareem, are you with us today? Yes, I am. How are you doing, Billy? I am very well. And I first want to say happy Valentine's Day to you and your family. <laughs> and you as well. <laughs> it's a great time. It's, it's always an honor to talk to you. And before we get started, I just want to share this with folks who are listening. 
At any time you'd like to speak to me or our esteemed um, a guest, you may do so by calling in at 347-539-5372. Again, that call line number is 347-539-5372. As well, you don't want to call if you're a little shy. We're okay with that as well. We have another means in which you can communicate, and that is through email. Please email me your comments. Our inboxes are standing by. And the email address is everydayfolkslisten. That's everydayfolks with an S. Listen, the word, all one word, at gmail.com. I'll repeat it one more time. Everyday folks, listen at gmail.com. Shoot me your email or your questions or comments, and I'll do my best to get them on air and to get them to our guests. So, Kareem, thanks again for being here. Great opportunity, and you and I have done lots of work over the years together. And I just, I was just sharing, I don't know if you were able to hear it, I said, Kareem is someone, every time you open the book, something new is unfolding with this amazing mother. So definitely I'm looking forward to our brief conversation. So I'd like to start with this first question. I know your background, but a lot of folks don't know your interesting background. So what is your background? Why did you choose art as your, as your, your industry? Hello? Go ahead, Kareem. Yes. I, I think the call dropped. Yes, I picked you back up. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I um I chose art. I was growing up, you know, I actually had a learning disability and I actually used visuals. Um I actually had to go over different visuals when I was younger and I found a way in which to communicate and express myself visually um to where it just became a part of my learning habits and and who I am. And so I chose that, that particular avenue because there was a lot of, uh, a lot of students growing up as I went to college. Um, I began to mentor a lot of inner city youth. Um, but throughout high school, you know, it was just, uh, I did play some sports at the time. I did get a chance to uh, play some sports and a different, uh, a whole lot of those type of activities. However, dual arts was something that just I think you're cutting out, Kareem. Able to really uh, show a lot of my passion for the visual arts, and it's just something that uh, resonated with me. So art was just something that was more of a love than anything else, um, and I just, you know, I just continued on from there, and that's what really, uh, that's what really got me going that direction. Awesome. Now, just so that you know, we only heard part of what you were saying, so you may want to stay still. I know you're very busy, and you're probably in an area where you're trying to have the conversation, so try to keep the phone steady so that we're able to hear you, okay? Yeah, okay. Sounds good. So your credentials, you also have, you went to college to study this. Could you speak a little bit about that? Where did you go to school? Yes, I went to the New World School of the Arts College. So New World School Uh, of the Arts houses at Miami-Dade College, right? Correct, and it's also in conjunction with the University of Florida. Uh, and, what did uh, experience? Go ahead. Yeah, I got I got my bachelor's degree from there, um, and uh, being an African American, I was actually one of two individuals that graduated out of a class of sixty. Um, so okay. It's very difficult, and in that process, what we have is something called the juries. So you have your dean, mm-hmm. you have your professors that get together, and they uh, they judge your work to see exactly where you are. 
Um, so there was a lot of pressure, especially driving. Um, sometimes I'd have to take the bus, I'd have to take the train just to get to school and then back. Um, you know, and at that time I was still working a full-time position. So yeah, I went to the New World School of the Arts, um, but there was uh, it was a whole lot of constraints that went with that. But uh, the belief in myself, I got a chance to get my bachelor's degree there. So very happy about that accomplishment. And I also want to want to add for those who are listening, Kareem, in order to get into the New World School of the Arts, you are strictly admitted based on that jury. There are no grades. It's all about your talent. So the folks who are sitting there evaluating you are folks who are well-connected and heavily engaged in your industry. So that speaks volumes because of the fact that it is a very limited access program. Only the best of the best can get in there. So I definitely salute you for that. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And, um, and you, that, that is um, – though you were gonna, I was going to ask this question. You, you have a very interesting cultural background. Could you speak to that a little bit? Because even every time I see you at a microphone speaking at an event, I think, wow, it's like a new, it's like meeting a new person for the first time because you're just such a wealth of information. Speak a little bit about where you were born. You have a very also a diverse um, cultural background. Could you speak a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so um, I was born in the Philippines. Uh, my entire family is from Jamaica, um, and so you know, pretty much trying to find my way through that just on its own was uh, was a bit complicated because I had to get in touch with my roots. However, being born in the Philippines and spending time, you know, I left there when I was around seven years old. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just been always trying to find my, my route through that. And also, uh, you know, I grew up in New York as well and then moved here to Miami. So it's like culture shock all the way through. Um, wow. But, you know, I find a way to in, to integrate my culture from from New York as well as Miami, which is pretty much a drastically different culture. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about coming from city life to palm trees and more spacious environments, and the movements mm-hmm. are different. New York is a lot quicker in pace. Miami is mm-hmm. a little bit slower um, when it comes down to that. So, um, you know, I just had to get used to it um, and find my own route. So that's really the main influence with my culture as far as it just being from so many different directions, so many influences. Um but uh, the amazing part about that is, is that um, being a Jamaican, um, you know, uh, coming from Jamaican descent, my, you know, that culture is a very proud culture. Um, mm-hmm. So being an artist, as well as having that type of a cultural background, normally an artist is not necessarily the most paid when it comes down to, you know, normally you have a doctor and it's, you know, so it's not really taken as seriously. And so I really mm-hmm. was kind of like on my own trying to find out like who I was as an, as an individual um, and find my identity. Um, mm-hmm. So my culture embraced, I still have that, that pride, but then I also had to kind of step aside and find out who I was. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it kind of just fueled um, the individual I came to be, you know. And did so, you, uh, is, there someone, is there someone in your family who, who you could say you get your artistic ability from. For instance, um, some say that they get, let's say they're really good at math. Well, my dad was very good at math, so I inherited that trait or that skill. Is there someone in your family that you can attribute this art, your artistic form or talents to, or is it something, or perhaps do you really just stand out on your own in that regard among your family members? 
Well, my sister, she, you know, well, actually I had an uncle who used to uh, draw a lot from, uh, from comic books. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's when I was stationed in, uh, in Nebraska. Now, mind you, my father was in the Air Force. So I was mm-hmm. born in the Philippines because of that background, because my father uh, was, in, was in the military. However, mm-hmm. um, I was separated from my uncle to move to New York. When I moved to New York, I kind of took upon that, that, that same trait, you know, to be able to look into comic books and find ideas and, and explore with superheroes as, you know, the main function that, you know, you kind of have to be your own individual, separate yourself from everyone else. So um, that's, yeah, my influence comes from my uncle, but um, also my sisters, you know, they were into dance. So I was uh, exposed to the arts of many genres, um, you know, tap dance, you know, yeah, I had actually my, my younger sister, she was in tap dance. My older sister, she was in ballet. So, um, you know, that's oh, where a lot of my influence comes from. Yeah, from that direction. That's very so, yeah, I was exposed to the arts. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's so it's, it's safe to say that the Fletcher DNA has artistically in, impacted. <laughs> I find that very fascinating. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, if you would like to talk to me, Billy Jones, or to Kareem Fletcher, artist extraordinaire, you may do so by calling in at 347-53, excuse me, let me try that again, 347-539-5372. Again, the number is 347-539-5372. And you can always send an email as well to everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that email address is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. And Kareem, I actually have to share, I'm actually getting a number of emails as we speak. And one I could immediately get to is from Anna, who's here in Miami. And here's the question. I'll read it to you slowly. And if you'd like to answer it, we greatly appreciate it. It reads as follows. Anna from Miami, thanks for listening. I've been told I'm a great artist, but my parents don't support it because I won't I won't make any money, as they say. What should I do? Did you ever go through something like this in your life? Absolutely. Um, and I, I can say that that is where, you know, uh, the, the true challenge, that's, that's where it lies. It lies in, okay. in, in the details to know that you are going to be making decisions based upon your own. And right. if, you know, your own decisions, it's, it's just going to be something you have to face. And that helps to propel you to be that great artist. Um, you know, people have their own perception on many different things. You know, when mm-hmm. it comes down to the arts, the arts doesn't really get as much, uh, they don't get as much credit as they should, because just imagine the world without art. I mean, even if you wanted to be a fireman, uh, you know, they have their particular uh they have their own logos and, and different things that would help you to identify what a fireman is. What color mm-hmm. do you think of when you think of a fireman or a fire truck? Usually red. red. Exactly. Without someone knowing to paint that truck red, you know, if you've seen a yellow, uh, a yellow fire truck, you'd think it was a school bus with a ladder on it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so identification, knowing exactly uh, of how to communicate art people whenever i ask someone hey um you know are you ever you know can you draw they'll say oh well 
I can do stick figures, but no, I'm not into the arts at all. So when they think of a stick figure, they're like, well, I can't draw. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much the amount of information they have when it comes down to art. So some people also need to be taught on the communication of art and uh, how important it is. So I think that instead of looking at it like, oh, well, I won't be able to make money, um, I believe that you need to find out exactly what kind of art you want to do and how you can market it and put it out there for people to understand, to find a use for it. Um, you know, and, and, and that's the importance of being an artist. Um, being a freelance artist at, 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 at times, you're taking upon different jobs. So you have to get into it. You have to get into art. You can't be afraid. And that's that fear is whether you're going to uh, take it on or not. And that's going to be a matter of choice. It's, it's all in the decision of the artist. You know, Kareem, there's so many, and I think today as well, there's, because technology has evolved the way it has, I think the platform to promote one's artistic brand has widened quite a bit or universally because of that. And you're you're absolutely right in sharing. You got to find what it is that you like to do and what is your type of art form. And my question is, I've seen your art, and folks, if you haven't seen it, definitely I'm placing his link on the page on my new author web page. I need you to check it out because the work that he does is second to none. And if you look in there, there's a signature thing that you do in some of your historic uh, Black history pieces, for instance, like the classic classic um, uh, uh, Malcolm X that you have. I've seen your, uh, your, your Nelson Della piece. I've seen your Angela Davis piece. I've seen your MLK piece. And in each of those, you embed an element of you, your signature into that art. So what is your art form? For those who are not familiar, how can we break it down to them so they can get a sense of what it is that you do? Yeah, so um, I do uh, a mixed media. Um, my style, I've been working on it since I graduated from college. Um, I had a professor who was from, my, uh, from the last course that I had before I graduated, and he said he wanted to see more faces. Um, I use different colors, different faces to represent the diversity of people and how when we all come together, we make greatness. Um, mm-hmm. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, um, those great names, Angela Davis, of all of their accomplishments, they are everyday people. You know, yes. they might have been respected in their neighborhood, or they may not. They might not have been accepted anywhere. Um, so it's a matter of knowing who you are as an individual. So uh, in, in, represent, in representation of that, I use those faces. They're called the faces of inspiration. So if you do get a chance to see um, those images, you'll see those faces uh, – just pretty much multiplied throughout that the face of the iconic figure that's there um, in representation of the amount of people that are impacted. Um, mm. The way I look at color is I give color uh, its own respect. I don't think color technically has personality up to the beholder of color. I, I think that if a person, you know, of all of our skin complexions, and, um, you know, the, the variety of skin complexions that we have and the shades of color that we have and the backgrounds and cultures, every person is uniquely their own and can't be duplicated. So it's almost like those faces are a form of DNA. Um, mm. It makes up that individual, makes up that piece. It can't be redone. Um, 
And so that's really what you'll get from my style is the importance of identity of in individuality, knowing who you are. Why is that person um, in a position of greatness? What makes greatness? Who defines greatness? Um, the way I look at it is in order to define greatness, you must first find greatness. So uh, you'll see me integrate my colors and my art a lot with my philosophies on life. Why is it that race is a huge problem? You know, like what are we really trying to accomplish when we can accomplish so many things with the colors, you know, that we choose to, to segregate versus to integrate and make, mm. you know, I mean, greatness. You know, I think that greatness is not something that you can point out. I think it's something that is, that's an ongoing thing. So um, the legacy of those representations, those, those iconic figures, um, what they've left behind, I feel that my job as an artist is to be able to, to use color, use imagery and illustration as a way to, 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 to help just to kind of, you know, complement the legacy in which they've lost to leave a legacy of my own. Hey, I recently so, uh, I saw I saw a picture of of you with actually Angela Davis. Am I right? You were I, I was I was I think you took a pic two or three months ago I would say, and you sent me this picture. And I'm not sure when the photo was taken, but you clearly made a a piece, an artistic piece, someone who um, embodied or impressed upon you through her own experience and and inspired you to create an artwork in her honor. You were able to present it to her. That was fascinating. How did that happen? Well, I look at it like the world is small. You know, um, when you build it, they will come. I, I, <laughs> my mother was heavily impacted by Angela Davis. Mm -hmm. um, when I lived in New York and I was a young kid, I had a lot of friends of mine whose parents were on drugs, heavy. You know, sometimes when my mother, she was the president of my PTA in elementary school, and I'll never forget this. And I went with her to go visit a good friend of mine. So me and my friend are playing. And um, my mother called me and said, well, come, Kareem, you know, let's, let's go because we need to find his mom. And so he was looking for his mom as well. She was in the staircase shooting up heroin into her arm. Wow. Wow. Um, and that's, that's just to show you, you know, the impact that she made on my life because she was willing to go there. And not only that. She still told that she, she told his mother, she said, okay, I'm going to give you time to clean yourself up and you're going to come to that PTA meeting. And she ended up showing up to the PTA meeting. Wow. That's great. That's crazy. Um, that's so, wow. <laughs> you know, so for my mother to say that Angela Davis helped and impacted her life, um, it was, it was a need to create a piece of that Angela is, Davis. Oh, wow. What you a know, story. because of how great my mother is to me. So um, always overcoming boundaries. You know, I think that what makes you a great artist is what makes you a great person, you know, and right. finding ways right. to, to integrate who you are into your artwork and make your voice speak. It's your responsibility. Well said. And, and, uh, and Kareem, you know, I, I just want to yeah. cut in for a second because we actually have some folks who want to speak to you. So I'm going to see if we can bring a couple of the callers right. on the air. Hello, caller. You're on the air live on Everyday Folks Radio with Billy Jones and artist Kareem Fletcher. Who are we speaking with today? Hello? 
oh, the call was dropped. So <laughs> okay. it's okay. No problem. I just realized we, we had a couple of folks there. Again, if you'd like to call in at any time, sorry to cut you off, Kareem. But when we get them, we want to make okay. sure we get them on the air. The number is 347-539-5372. Again, 347-539-5372. And the email address as well is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. And I'm going to see if we can bring in our next person on the, on the air. Hello, caller. You're live on the air at Everything Folks Radio. Who is this? I think they keep dropping. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we're going to move forward because there's some, there is a question I want to ask you, and it's one that now relates to where you're going with your art. You mentioned, uh, we've, you've told me over the, over the years that your art is more than just your canvas, and you do, and you tie it in beautifully because you have truly an understanding historically of the context of your work. But now you're using it as a transformative piece in order to make a difference or an impact in the world. So recently, and I'll be more specific, recently you were doing some work at a local hospital. You've been doing a number of things, and you've taken your art form to a new level. Are you at liberty to speak to that? Because I know it's something that you're still working on, but I thought it would be great to tie in because you found your one medium source, but now here you are on another trajectory. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And, and that's great that you brought that up because uh, I feel that when it comes down to arts, you know, uh, again, you know, being able to integrate it with your everyday life. I have a particular interest when it comes down to children because um, I have a five-year-old daughter, and when she was born, she was born with herbs palsy. Um, and when when we first took her home the first week, we had no idea. So I, I did all the x-rays, and I had my brand-new newborn baby um, laid underneath um, an x-ray um, trying to find out what was going wrong. So I didn't really get a chance to really enjoy um, just having my daughter home. So um, it it was just really huge. I had to almost go numb and just go straight into tunnel vision into finding out what the problem was. I did go to Miami Children's Hospital, and it was there where they diagnosed her with um, herbs palsy. Um, and so with enough therapy, uh, you know, we, we saw some, some specialists, and those specialists mm-hmm. gave her 70% of her arm with hard work, um, and that was about it. She got the full 100%. Um, hmm. after three years of therapy uh, from she was born. So uh, during that time, uh, me and my wife were going through tough times because it was brand new. This is our, our first child. And mm-hmm. uh, there was no one to really tell us that it was going to be okay or anyone to just, you know, be there and sit with us. Because, of course, nurses, doctors, they're in and out. They have other children to attend to. And I just felt that it was my responsibility to use my ability um, to help families cope with those type of experiences and to help kids to realize that it's going to be okay. So I created a puppet, um, and my <laughs> puppet is about four feet tall. His name is King Lion Brown James. And I, uh, <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's, he has so much personality. And I created the Land of Dreams. So he comes, with, he comes from the Land of Dreams. And this land is to reassure to children that everything is going to be okay and they can accomplish any one of their dreams. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was just a whole other aspect um, because of my belief of knowing that things will be okay. And, of course, 
my daughter surpassed that 70%. She got 100%. She's fine and well today. That's great. That's great. Yeah. That is great, Kareem. So. And your story is inspiring people here. I got a question here, and it's from Chris. Chris from ATL, Georgia. He has a question for you, Kareem, and it is, there are diff- what is your opinion on the bring BYOB, I'm assuming that means bring your own beer, <laughs> art social <laughs> that are popping up everywhere? And I've seen some of those on Groupon as well, where you could pay 25 to 30 bucks. You come with your beer, or they meet at a local establishment, usually a bar, and the artist comes in and uh, facilitates an art social experience. What is your take on that? It, it's it's definitely taking art and bringing art to a new a new audience. Well, um, I, I look at art now that uh, I'm, I'm I'm actually very pleased with where art is now and how it's uh, how it's now broadened its its its. Uh, you know, it's 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 pretty much it's it's outlook. Art at one right. point was defined to be, you know, graphic design specifics. You know, and if you're a local artist, you're a struggling artist. You know, so the, just the name of struggle and artist. Well, struggling, we all go through struggles, but because that's a, a label, a title, I think it's an unfair title. Um, mm-hmm. So when it comes down to it, art is. Art can pretty much mingle into anything. Um, I believe that you can integrate art and bring it to any environment. The reason for that being is because art is a form of communication. I mean, you know, dating back to thousands of years, they found you know art on walls. What did it mean? A conversation piece. You know, so it's a, it's just a way to to bring people together. And I, I I feel I feel positive about that. You know, I just feel that it's it's now a way for people to now start to come together from all walks of all cultures and be able to find a common medium uh, to communicate. So I actually feel pretty good about that. When it comes down to alcohol reference, uh, you know, everyone has their own preference, but I think that it's just a great way, you know, responsibly uh, uh, that it's just a, it's just a great way to bring people together. Uh, And I think that that's the main purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, we're going to try to bring on a couple of calls for you, Kareem. You, you're inspiring others to call in, and we like that here at Everyday Folks Radio. Caller, you're okay. live. Let's see if we can bring that person on the air. Caller, you're live on hello. the air. This is Everyday Folks Radio. Who is this? Yes, hello. This is uh, Justin calling. Justin, where are you calling from? What city and state? Miami, Florida. All right. Well, welcome. You're listening to Everyday Folks Radio with Kareem Fletcher. Is there anything you'd like to ask? Yes, uh, Kareem. Actually, we met. We met actually this past uh, summer at one of the uh, functions um, coordinated by Dr. Jones, and we, you know, we we spoke, you know, very briefly at the Broward Community College. And being down here, I'm actually working the uh, Coconut Grove Arts Festival, and you know, seeing how so many people come down here for the festival, I wanted to ask you. Well, first, by any chance, you don't have any uh, paintings in the festival, do you? No, I do not have that this year. <laughs> I don't have that. No, this not year. this year. Okay. This year. Uh, my second question, I wanted to know, you know, like I said, seeing so many people down here for the festival, what actually got you into just say art in itself? You know, because I, you know, being a teacher, I um right next door, there's an art teacher and I noticed how she's so passionate about, you know, art and things like that. And I wanted to know what got you, what inspired you to study art? Um, I have to say, 
That's that's a very that's a very good question. Passion. You just said something which is huge. Passion. Um, I think that passion is something that we need to celebrate more. And I feel that if I did not have the passion of believing in myself and to be able to, you know, passion to me is a result of belief. Um, you know, when someone is passionate about something, they're going to put their and apply their focus to it. Um, so mm-hmm. I believe it's just used more of like a focal point. It's a way of living. It's a way of expressing. Uh, when you go to a job, um, depending upon how you do your job, is, uh, is, is, is pretty much the appreciation uh, and the dedication is what goes into that job to make that job um, shine. You know, you can mm-hmm. be the best, the best buff boy. Somebody sees you, now you're putting pledge on the table. That's an art. You know, he doesn't have to do that, you know. So it's just mm-hmm. a matter of what you apply. How do you express yourself in your daily activity, in your daily walks? What do you do to apply to life? What do you give to the world or to yourself? Um, as far as a platform or uh, or foundation, you know, as far as a, what do you leave? Is there a legacy you want to leave behind for the day? It's the day you want okay. to pay off. Great. You know, so it's just, to me, that's what art is. Art is that expression. Um, art has so many different genres. Um, the way I look at art is art is in everything. It's in every single thing you do. It's like the air you breathe, you know. So you being that individual, there's only one you. So how are you going to do your job? How are you going to live? How are you going to express yourself? So that's pretty much what inspires me. For me, art is life. Okay. If I'm broke, if I'm underneath the bridge, I'm paying. I'm creating. I'm finding ways to interact with those that are less fortunate. I feel that sometimes you're placed in positions to lift people up. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a people person. I'm not a self. I'm, I'm selfless. You know, the way I look at it is here is I'm here, I'm evident, I am here, so I'm going to uh I'm going to serve a purpose. I'm gonna do what I have to do. To me, visually, visual arts is something that stimulated my mind. It kept me away from harm when I was going through being bullied. I was bullied when I was younger. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I was a little chubby. But somehow I was charismatic. Uh and it's funny because in my neighborhood around Parian area they used to call I had friends calling me charismatic instead of Kareem. Because I would always find the positives. They would tell me I was fat. I was like, chubby. I'd be like, oh, really? Like, this amen. Well, I'm going to keep an eye on you now because if I see you starting to get that chub belly, I'm going to say, amen, you're falling off. I found ways to bounce off of the negatives to create positives. Okay. Great point. Great That's point. So, Justin, you know, yeah, I, yes. I, have to sh- I just want to say to both of you, I mean, Justin, you asked a really good question. And it's true because every time everybody has something that they're interested in and something that inspires yeah. them, but there are many people who have a, a hard time really following that passion because a socioeconomic mm-hmm. times tell us one thing and, and make us do other things. But I always feel that when you operate within your talents, you, and if it works out well, it, 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 it gets you places. And when you start doing the things you do, such as work, I committed 20-plus years of my life to the awesome and complex task of being an educator like yourself. And one of the things that I find find in the process is some folks want to go into the field for other reasons. And if you're going, into, yeah. going in it to a, for other reasons than the passion that's instilled inside of you, then there's a problem. It's, and it's, it's not going to be only, a very pleasant journey. It's only, gonna become, it's only going to become just a paycheck. 
Yeah, if if yep. people like I said go into these type of occupations just for a paycheck, then that's what you look at look at it is. But when you go into it for other reasons, it doesn't become a job. You're just getting right. up every morning to just go do what you love to do. And that's what I feel the reason I become I become a, became an educator, you know, because I had that talk with a coworker of mine the other day and I had mm-hmm. told him, I said you know, graduating college, you know, from high school, I envisioned myself studying business and law, and I told him I found myself sitting in classrooms, you know, unmotivated, very bored, and agitated, while others around me were so enthused. They were opposite of what I was. So I told them one day I started, you know, working, you know, with children, and I decided let me just take a stab and study it. And the next thing you know, here I am. You know, it's because I found something that I enjoyed, and then I said I could see myself pursuing that for the next twenty plus years, and here I am today. That is awesome. Well, we congratulate you, Justin and Kareem. Yeah. You know, it, it, I appreciate your being here to respond to him this way because both of you are the types of individuals I enjoy writing about, and I enjoy picking the picking the brains on. Because what you just described, Justin, is the same what Kareem said. It takes us, yes. sometimes we arrive, we arrive where we need to get when we need to get there. And it may take a month. It could take five or ten years. It may even take an entire lifetime. But eventually, at some point, we end up where we're supposed to be. But somehow, you, you, you knew when the turn, the, the switches came on in the, up there, and you realized this is, this is not where I need to be. Wrong lane, wrong journey. Let me switch my course. And when you do that, you're taking that risk. But every time you took that risk and you were driving on that road, you start realizing this is not so bad after all. This road trip can be pretty good. And the more you do it, the more you're inspired. And it also, it teaches you resilience. It teaches you strength and perseverance. It gives you all those essential things to weather this, this thing called life so wonderfully. And so I want to thank you so much for calling in and, and for sharing your love and interest with Kareem and me. And we wish you all the best in all of your professional endeavors and your personal endeavors, too. Yes, thank you. Thank you both. Thank you both. Oh, you're welcome. And so, thank you. You know, Kareem, uh, it's, I'm getting so many call um, emails now. So the calls have, haven't been as many as well as the, the emails have. But I do have another email, Justin Rocks. And, Justin, if you send me an email now, I'll make sure to send you an Everyday Folks book. Uh, book copy, autograph and signed by me, free, of course, because of your support for everyday folks. Here's the email, and it's coming from New Jersey, Kareem, and his name is Simon, or could be a female, Simon. So, Simon, this is for you, and it reads, I've been, confident, I've, I've, I've been considering art since the age of 10. Now I'm 52. Is it too late? Um, and this is the, that's, that's such a great question. Is it too late? Um, I feel that air has no age. As long as you're breathing and you have the ability to do anything, I think it's the time to pursue it. Um, 52, you're 25. Just flip, just flip the numbers. <laughs> I like you're that. 25. <laughs> you know, uh, just, just get your mind out of, out of, out of this thought that we, you know, we've gotten too old. There's, there's an expiration date on expression. No way. No way. You know, now's your time. Now's your time to be that young guy uh, finding something new, 
uh, that you've tapped into before, and now you're going to find a way to perfect it. Maybe it took to, to this age for you to now be able to embrace it as a means of finding another way to be youthful. Mm. Why limit yourself? Uh, don't be your age. Be the way you feel, you know? Don't ever put a time frame on anything you do in life that's going to stifle your creativity. Your creativity, to me personally, is timeless. It's priceless. Mm. So just mm. choose the right time and do it, you know, and just dab into it. You know what? And, and that's the funny part. The fear, the fear is something that's supposed to be overcome. That's the reason why you fear it. You fear it and you become inferior because you're allowing it to weigh more than your ability. And I think that responsibility is broken down just the same way the word is said um, into those two syllables. Response, yeah. your natural response and then your ability. How quick are you going to jump to it? Or are you going to keep on delaying it till we get to like maybe 152? You know what I mean? Like, yep. get on it now. Respond, well, and then put your ability yep. to it. You'll figure it out over time, you know? Yep, and, and, and to add to that, uh, to Simon, Simon, there's, there's one thing I always say. Anger and fear, they're very interesting cousins. And when you allow them to, they will sap you out. They will live in your house, call a mind, and they will try, they'll eat you out of house and home and run you out of your own house and home. And they are great sappers of positive energy. And so if you can find a way to get them out and evict them, all things considered, things are definitely looking up for you. And so it's great, Kareem, that you provided that. You know, education and talent are ageless. We're, we're always growing and evolving as individuals. So I expect as long as I breathe and that I can be able to consciously form an idea or an opinion, that I'm able to, to, to do those things and explore what I'm worth and what I can do with this world. And there was a question here, Kareem, that came in I wanted to read to you. It's from Rafe in, in Tennessee. And he's asking a question that actually is one of the questions I want to ask, which is, are you using your art to uh, fix some of society's problems? For instance, we're living in very um, challenging times as far as political voice, viewpoints, and above all, freedoms of expression. And there are different movements that are taking place from Black Lives Matter to the new universal campaign of All Lives Matter. Are you, are you um, in tune with some of those things, or how are you more so using your artwork to transform or change this world? Um, and this is the great part about that is people are thirsty. They're hungry for outlets. Mm -hmm. You know, everything matters. Um, when we look at it, it's just the way, you know, which, which focal point you put on your importance, you know, like what, what is your importance? What do you want to express? And not everybody has the artistic gift visually, or maybe, uh, you know, they don't know how to maybe physically perform and find ways in those outlets to, to express themselves. So, you know, groups of people, they need support. Sometimes some people are looking for family and father figures, mother figures. So, you know, the more the merrier. Um, so when I look at like Black Lives Matter and, and all of these different, um, different uh, social groups and people that are, are trying to pave the way and make their impact, me as an artist, my responsibility, um, when I think of color, again, all colors of the spectrum make black. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. all people, of all walks, of all races, of everything that needs to be done for rights, 
um, when it comes down to rights, um, is, is a form of expression and acceptance. Everyone should be accepted. You know, the world is big enough or else we wouldn't fit in it. And, uh, hmm. you know, so, you know, and that's just the way I look at it. Sometimes, you know, acceptance, why not? Why not accept somebody for who they are, find ways to, to talk to them and, and, and find ways to be social for them to express themselves. So I think that all of these outlets are great as long as, again, um, they're done responsi- responsibly. You know, like where people can be responsible for, you know, and accountable for what they're doing um, and making sure that it's the proper outlets to express themselves in a positive manner and a peaceful manner, um, you know, and and, and, and I, I believe you can make that impact. Um, but it's important for the world to be able to open its eyes and see that people mean something. And Absolutely. once we can get that vast understanding, I think it's just we'll be able to rejoice. But other than that, you know, we're always going to have to find those outlets. And again, you know, I just hope that I can inspire others, you know, to just oh, tap great. into their uh, creative ability. Reach mm-hmm. their potential. You know, to reach their potential. And, and I think I, I got another call on the air for you, Kareem. Call you're live on the air at Everyday Folks Radio. Who is this? Oh, this is Jeremy out of Tampa. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, how are you today? Hey, buddy, how are you doing? Uh, one of my very questions well. was... Do you have one art piece that you're constantly working on that you have not finished yet? Something that you've been doing over the past few years? Uh, yes, actually, I am working on. There's there's a particular piece that I don't have up yet, and I have not I have not put out there for a reason because I'm finding I'm trying to find more reason to put it out there where it is visually accepted and demeaning. Um, can be accepted as well. Um, so I have been keeping it, um, and I, I have been, uh, you know, I, I kept that one secret in particular. It's called The Lady in the Cotton Field. Um, I am starting to tap into slavery. Um, and that, I think, is probably one of the toughest subjects that anyone wants to talk about and you know, wants to speak about. And I believe that that is going to be probably one of the strongest collections that I create. Um, is to be able to to be able to to have a form of understanding behind hmm. negative acts and separating that from color, race, which is so unfair because when you're born, you're born, and normally, of all walks, we all go through the same process to be born, and the fact that you're born into those type of environments, but when you look at the history of people. And the, uh, the 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 impact that people leave from 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 tough environments um, and, and and coming from times where you know it almost seems unbearable, how we triumph. The best stories come from those that you know come from a story of struggle. So hmm. that is what I'm working on uh, is a is a collection on slavery and and finding how it relates to us today. So that's. Uh, hmm. That's that's one particular set of work that I am still working on. It's taken me years. I've, I've been working on it for at least a good fifteen years. Just the wow. concept into actual design. So yeah. And thanks for that question, Jeremy. I think we lost him, so we were not able to bring closure to that conversation. But it was a good question. You relate very well to me, Kareem, and my writing issue, my writing talents. It's taken me twelve years to put out a second edition of Everyday Folks Radio. 
I mean, excuse me, not everyday wow. folks video, <laughs> but everyday folks books. And so, and the right. reason well, partly is because, you know, the part of the reason is because of career choices, doing well at work, but also writing textbooks. I've been publishing and writing textbooks and doing research academically, which has been fun. But now I found myself in the past two years returning to my roots. And part of that return is what you have now here, Everyday Folks Radio. And so as we're coming down to the last, our, our last 12 minutes, Kareem, got a couple of big questions that I'm going to ask you. Uh, one of them is who or what inspires you and who has been your role model in, in, your, in your own professional growth? Well, um, as far as my role models, uh, I would have to say that um, I would have to say I have several. I have several. Um, Let's hear them. However, them all. <laughs> I would have to say I have a dean. I have a dean through New World School of the Arts College. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was my role model. Um, she was my graphic designs teacher. And wow. I remember when I could barely cut a straight line, and she was so adamant about getting me um, precise when it came down to my precision and my cuts and making sure everything was on point. Uh, making sure my work, you know, was uh, was at its best, that I was always at my best, and pushing me that far. You know, I'd never been pushed before, so I'd find my mm-hmm. loopholes to get around, you know, that concept of perfect and trying my mm-hmm. hardest to make things perfect. I was coming from an environment where, man, I had cracked up tiles in my house, so... <laughs> precision and I'm like man do you even know where I come from man I'm living in an environment man where people are dying all the time you know so mm-hmm. you know gun violence you know you're hitting gunshots before you go to sleep so you know this you know I come from a rough t- tough environment man. so you know and a lot of my friends no one's in the arts you know I, I barely right. knew artists you know period <laughs> especially of African-American descent come on man. right right you know so uh so she always saw um, the greatness in me, and she demanded it. And, you know, sometimes she would have personal conversations to let me know, like, man, you need to get on point. And she mm. always expected the best. And she wasn't afraid to confront me about it. And I think, you know, I owe a lot of why I am, you know, so adamant about, you know, having my voice and portraying my art because of her. And now she... She's the dean of she's the dean of, of visual arts for our college at New World School of the Arts. Um, wow. So, I you know being there as an alumni and seeing her in that position, she's like a second mother to me. Um, wow. And representations of just you know um, the growth as me as an artist um, and as a man. So I would have hmm. to say I, I hugely you know I was impacted by her, but of course my mom you know my mother. And, you know, and, and she's second to none. But, um, you know, I would have to say that I grew with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, being separated through job separations, my mother was in New York while I was here in Miami and it was back and forth. And it's an interesting relationship we had because our love is just, uh, it's uncontested, you know, and it's there, it's evident. But we had to work hard. Uh, to, to, to maintain that relationship. And I think that it goes without saying that, you know, you have to work for love. Love is not easy to just, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just going to come easy. I think that the ones that love you the most are the ones that expect the most. And, um, you know, I'd have to just say, you know, being able to see my mother as the woman 
versus just his mommy, you know, but to be able to see that right. woman working hard against those constraints, you know. So um, I give that to my mother and my father. I remember there was times where we lived on a bunk bed. We slept on a bunk bed, um, you know, just trying to find our way here in Miami. And it just, I have. So, you know, when it comes down to role models, you know, I can find role models all over the place. But those are those are definitely three people that just have uh, really helped to impact and make me the man I am today. Um, you know, so. Now I'm hope, and I yeah. say I, I had the pleasure of meeting your lovely sister and your mother. And I hope that, I'm, I really hope that you will play back the, in the archive of the show. Let them hear this part because it's very special. So often in life we can go on and point out all the things that aren't working. But for one, it's nice to talk about those things that do. So I salute you and your mom especially for raising you and building you to the man you are today. And that brings me to my last question. So what's next? All these great things that you're doing, you're currently working and inspiring. You met the amazing Angela Davis. What else is next for you? What's on the horizon for Yes. I would have to say, uh, you, you can hear me, Billy? Yes, I can. I Hello? can hear you. Okay, just yes. want to make sure. Um, yeah, taking charge. I'd have to say what's next is taking charge, is being able to control my avenues of success, is being able to no longer have to ask permission for the ask, but to actually hmm. formulate ways to ask what I need to advance things to the next level. I would have hmm. to say taking charge is very important, is making the demand for greatness. Tomorrow's not promised. You know, so as far hmm. as that goes, there's no time to I feel that I, you know, I just want to see it as many people as I can. I have a daughter. I want to leave a legacy. Well, my daughter's friend can say, yeah, that's my, my, that's my best friend's father. Or he was like a dad to us. He always put his artwork everywhere, you know, my daughter goes. She's going to see my artwork there in her school, you know. So it's, it's a matter of applying as much as you can with the time you're given, you know, to not stop. Because, you know, times we could take life for granted. Because, you know, we get wrapped up in our frustrations, the ups, the downs, the positives. Even the positives can keep us complacent. But to actually be hungry, thirsty for impacting the world with reassurance that everything will be okay. Wow. That's very well said, Kareem. And, you know, Kareem, right before I let you go, I want to first say thank you. Thank you for all the work that you're doing. And as you know, I am a, I am a, a, a humongous Fletcher fan and everything from your brand of Art by Fletcher to the wonderful work you do, got your back, and I support you through and through in your continued efforts. And as a re- as and to show that support, I'm going to definitely make sure that you're linked to my page, uh, BillyPaulJones.com, my author page, where folks do click, and I'm getting quite a bit a uh, bit of attention there from folks who are interested in connecting further and in reaching out directly to the list to the guests who who are inspired on the show. So definitely I'm going to be in touch with you to make sure that we add you in the next couple of days to the platform. As well, you do know this is not the last of our conversation. I definitely want to have (laughs) you back in another six months from now, if not sooner, in terms of a follow-up in terms of where you're at, as well as perhaps for your own um, specialty show. It'd be great to have you come back and speak about the wonderful things that you're doing because you definitely are an inspiration and a motivation. And in closing as well, I want to say thank you. My students, a year ago, you came to my institution, Broward College, to speak to the campus 
And those students to this day, many of which who are graduating this term, they still remember the work that you provided to them, the inspiration that you instilled in them in your speech. It, it just resonated with them. And I want to say thank you. And I feel that you got something there going, brother, and you want to consider that. Who knows? Perhaps the National Speaker Circuit. And so I say thank you so much, Kareem, and definitely we'll be in touch, okay? Absolutely, man. Thank you very much, Dr. Billy Jones. And so, folks, who, there you have it. It's folks like Kareem Fletcher that make what I do all special. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to meet truly extraordinary people, but there's always another, an upper echelon, I feel, of other individuals who stand out for other unique reasons. Some of them could be good. Some, could, some of them could be bad. But the point is they left an impression on me. Well, Kareem has left a very positive, dominant impression. And that is an art- not just from the artistic point of view, but from the understanding that as humans, we all have a purpose. And in that purpose, what do we do with our talents? How can we use those talents to cultivate and effectuate change in our world? How can we make a difference? And it doesn't mean that you have to make millions of dollars doing it. With your very station where you are right now, you can make a difference and an impact in others. You heard it from Kareem. Program and from his daughter's trials with her health to the tribulations of success and showing and helping other children reach and heal themselves through laughter and entertainment, all through forms of art. But what's more is that you never know who may be listening and watching, and eventually you do attract the attention of those who you may never think were listening, and they decide to jump on the bandwagon of support and to help further your brand. So, Kareem, we salute you, and I thank you so much for being here. And for those of you who are listening, every week I try to bring you very dynamic individuals who inspire the characters that I write about in Everyday Folks. Just to give you a brief update, I've been very busy working on the final touches for the final edits for the actual work with a potential release of December 2006. So definitely this fall slash winter, an Everyday Folks book should be in your hands and available in all vendors and online communities where books are sold. As well, working on the South Florida Poetry Book has been a lot of fun I found time, actually, in the midst of all the other things going on to visit and, and to work and more so research, research some of the most historic sites. In the next, t- next, couple, next couple of weeks, I intend to bring in to you an update on some of those works, especially some of the more recent places I've visited. But until then, I want to say thank you. And here's an email from one of our, our listeners, and her name is Sydney from Pennsylvania. She says, great show. When will it air more? Well, Sydney, we're going to keep working on that. As I continue to build this Everyday Folks Radio brand, we're going to continue to expand our programming and our listening ship, our listenership to other individuals so that they themselves, can, we, can, we can actually expand our, our platform and get out there. So, yes, we're still at the drawing board, but we are moving. The train has left the station, and we thank you, listener Sydney, for all of your continued support. And for those of you who like to remain in touch with me, you can always email me at any time at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com, or you can talk to me through billypauljones.com, which is my author page, billypauljones.com, where you can communicate with me as well. Tune in next week for more exciting conversations with extraordinary individuals who are making things happen in America. It makes my work very special. And I'm so grateful to be in this moment called life. It's very special. 
So thank you for listening to Everyday Folks Radio. This is Billy Jones, the author, and I'm signing off. Until next weekend, take care and happy Valentine's Day.